0: Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Vinyl and Vision. Here we are with episode 82, very special guest, Chrissy Cuellar of the band Moon Pussy. This is number 7 in our Noise Rocks uh, series for No Coast Fest 2022. Um, Chrissy was an excellent guest to speak with. She uh, is the lead singer and bassist for the band Moon Pussy. What you're listening to is well, the first track off of their self-titled release, Moon Pussy. Called Hearst uh, Wrist. At the end of the episode, I will feature a short clip of another song off of that same album called Criffin Moths. Um, this is a really great conversation uh, that I had with Chrissy, um, very involved as far as uh, discussing the band, Moon Pussy, where they are from, uh, what they are doing, what they have done, and uh, what are their future plans. Uh, also, of course, the, uh, influence of the album, uh, Fugazi's and Hits on her and her, uh, development growing up. Uh, really great conversation. Actually kind of touches on a couple of really interesting aspects, uh, that are, uh, that come from the music. And, uh, yeah, it was a very, very cool discussion. Um, uh, if you don't have your tickets yet for No Coast Fest, uh, time is running out. We are dwindling down to the final weeks, uh, before the, uh, festival, uh, links will be provided in the show notes for those tickets we encourage you to please get those as soon as you can uh any of any of the all four days or weekend passes are still available so go get them uh chrissy and moon pussy are performing on the final night sunday night uh also still a stacked lineup with uh, the ken mode uh, headlining we hope you enjoy this conversation and if you do all that we ask is that you please do all the things you do with the internet like share comment subscribe rate review all of those things, it uh, helps us out uh, greatly, and we do appreciate it. And if you'd care to help us out in a f- more of a financial aspect, you can always go to our website, psychicstatic.net, and any purchase you make there goes towards supporting the show. Uh, we have numbers of records and uh, merchandise. We uh, even have some of these. Uh, Hammer Party t shirts are available up there now, um, and uh, any purchase you make is very helpful, and it actually will help me get to and from Texas alive. So, I do thank you for that if you do make that purchase. Thank you very much, folks. Uh, We'll talk to you very soon.
1: you doing
0: i'm okay um i was just looking over your your name uh the last name is quellar is that how you pronounce that uh
1: Cuellar. it's like quasar Cue- without the z
0: okay Cue- i can't rep- i can't roll my r's <laughs> i am a i'm a uh, disgraceful latino male i can't i can't do it <laughs>
1: okay well there's no r rolling necessary for that name but <laughs>
0: but, but that's how you said it i mean because i like, i just can't i don't have that accent i can't do that
1: oh Oh that that's fine. I mean it, it essentially a, a lot of people just say koyar and it works. Quick mm Mhm. Yeah,
0: it just feels weird for me, but I I know what you mean. I I get it. <laughs> so how yeah. are you doing?
1: Uh good I just woke up.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Uh, um so good morning at slash good evening, I guess.
0: Yeah. You have a uh, you uh live the the vampire lifestyle, I remember you said.
1: Yes, yes. I I work nights and so it's just easier for my whole life to shift over to a nighttime schedule
0: <clears throat> that's not so bad for for a band huh
1: no it's kind of funny when everyone's ready to to pass out and leave i mean it's about lunchtime for me so <laughs> <I don't
0: laughs> work out. weird that's so great uh it's just such mm-hmm. a weird lifestyle when you're when you're doing that um mm-hmm. but obviously you're well adjusted to it so
1: getting there yeah getting there it's it's been about a year in the making so uh, oh, okay yeah I'm, I'm starting to get the feel for it
0: yeah okay cool <laughs> um so uh you're you are the bass player and singer for the band moon pussy correct
1: yes yes i am
0: how did that come to be that name Moon Pussy?
1: uh well ethan and i we were driving to boulder we we used to be radio djs and uh we're listening to a podcast and someone said the word moon pussy and i thought that should be a that we could make a band called Moon Pussy And he said, so you can't change it. And uh, that's how <laughs> it came to be. I didn't really know what it meant until a couple of years later.
0: Oh, why? What does it mean? I don't know what it means.
1: I mean, I think it started off in the 1970s as a, I guess, slang term for a butthole. Didn't know that. I was thinking about a space cat. <laughs> but <laughs> so, Yep, there we are.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I I, I am completely oblivious to that. So
1: sweet, Sh- me too. I was Sh- as well.
0: <laughs> shocking to me.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's cool. So um, and you are in Denver, Colorado, is it? Yep. So yeah. how's that? How's that over there?
1: I mean, it's mountainous. It's it's beautiful, but it's it's really hard to uh travel in and out of if you're in a band. So I mean it's mm. a little bit isolated. It it's fun though. I enjoy yeah.
0: It. yeah, I've heard good things about it. I haven't been yet, Um, but is there like any kind of or, or what is the music scene like there?
1: A lot of jam bands, uh, a really great metal scene, hm. hardly any noise rock. I mean, it, it's kind of picking up, but uh, more art rock than it than that. And um, I don't know, a lot of rave music. Oh, <laughs> I so, think so. It, it's kind of. It's not as, as as diverse as a lot of, um or, or angry, I think, as a lot of more what I find in the East Coast or West Coast, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Gonna... Are, you, are you from there?
1: No, I actually, I've been here for about 12 years, but I grew up in a, a border town in Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brownsville, right by South Padre Island, where a lot of spring breakers like to hang out.
0: Oh, yeah. You're going from, a, from one party community to another.
1: I guess so <laughs> not by intent
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what I what I know of Denver I mean it seems like a very much a, a Tory tourist destination kind of area so uh hence the the jam band uh population and um because it kind of just that uh, jam band just kind of it just makes me think like oh this is like a party place this is a place where people come to, to to let it all hang out or to have a vacation or something
1: mean it has a, got a lot of uh, great natural resources that people like to to you know experience which is great as well that's kind of the big uh selling point for me um and there's a lot of interesting uh scientific communities that i like that i'm a part of and um i mean ethan recently was working on building satellites and spaceships and stuff and uh oh, okay I work in uh <clears throat> process development for cancer medications and stuff. So it's, a, I mean, there's, I guess there's also party people, but there's also a big scientific community that likes to do research and climate mitigation and stuff
0: like that. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, it, it's, it's only a, uh, a kind of uh, topic, like a surface kind of analysis of that area. It's just, that's kind of just what I hear. I mean, you know, um, that's why I ask, because I, I kind of need to know. But um, yeah. so the music scene's not that great. I mean, it's developing still. Um, how, how long has Moon Pussy been around for?
1: That's a great question. And I don't even know if I can answer that really. <laughs> okay. it's uh, okay. It's been a, a few different iterations of different people. I mean, Ethan and I have all played music together since we met. So, um, but I guess the first one, of moon pussy which is a bit more like a doomy band (laughs) was started about eight eight years ago and then with Corey, that's been six years in the making
0: okay cool yeah so and you have about uh two full-length records and a new split out
1: Mm -hmm. and we have we just finished recording another full length oh cool great pretty excited about (laughs) it's right now in um mastering with one of our buddies in Chicago
0: oh great cool um so you think that'll be out for probably next year fall-ish maybe
1: good timing yeah sure why not
0: well I mean (laughs) because I imagine you might do vinyl because you did a vinyl of your of your last record the self-titled one right
1: uh yes yes we did um who I honestly can't even I can't we're not even at that point we haven't really discussed logistics as far as that goes yet
0: oh well Um, you got to if you want to do vinyl because it takes so long now that's that's the problem you know because so you just kind of have to kind of game plan it from there I mean like if you're interested in doing it which I think that you probably are you know it's a minimum six to eight months you know depending on where you go and that's that's like a uh, that's on the high end as far as like turnaround is concerned so
1: yeah true um I mean I we've done a couple other split and releases that haven't really included vinyl that were more of a, a good idea like art posters, um. So it's less wasteful, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the long term, but uh, I'm not entirely sure. We haven't really discussed how we want to proceed with that yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fine. Just figure out. A idea. good
1: call. If it's an, yeah. if it's about a year out, I mean, we probably should discuss it now.
0: Yeah, just in case. I mean, because it, it it's unfortunate that, you know, I, I've already seen it and I've kind of been been, been dealing with it, like working with uh, with a band as far as like, you know, they have their heart set on having a record out or a recording out by a certain time. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, you want to do vinyl, though, right? And then they're like, yeah, it's like, OK, well, then just push that way back, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. so it's just, uh, to, to get an idea. Cause so that you don't not kind of like have unrealistic expectations. So.
1: Oh, for sure. I understand that, that there's definitely a, a hold up as far as that goes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Now it, you, it, you said that you and Ethan, uh, Ethan is the guitar player of the band, right? Yes. And, um, you were both DJs at one point.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When well, we moved here as, as a way to kind of understand our community, as well as what music offerings there were in Colorado, we decided, uh, to join this, uh, college radio station eleven ninety 90 a.m. Um, that he had listened to growing up as a teenager in Colorado and so we decided to go for it and get to go to free shows and play mm-hmm. music maybe people weren't really familiar with and it was fun
0: yeah interesting um, so uh, you have had you've had, kind of had a lifelong love of music I, I uh, imagine
1: yeah I mean I feel like I'm honestly uh, kind of hanging on the tailcoats of Ethan's <laughs> lifelong obsession with music. Uh, I grew up listening to to pretty embarrassing stuff, but uh, <laughs> I um I've definitely learned a lot and gained a, a plethora of, of knowledge from him and his lifelong music.
0: Yeah. Obsessions. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, tell me, tell me about these embarrassing musical uh, uh, iterations that you had growing up.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, the Selena?
0: Yeah. <laughs> bitty tragic, bitty bumbo. The tragic story.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, growing up in a border town, you listen to a lot of cumbia. And oh, and I think my my mother was into a deep purple and black Sabbath. My dad was into 1950s uh, bubblegum, whatever it is, rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of, I guess, Spanish influence um, music. Yeah,
0: so, on on like the kind of rock, like the rock and roll side, I may mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's my dad was born. In, yeah, my dad was born in the 1920s, so his music was very PG and <laughs> oldies.
0: Oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, and your mother, uh, you said she was listening to like uh, Deep Purple and Black Sabbath. So that's kind of like the the you know the beginnings of of metal uh, back mm-hmm. in the you know 70s. I guess is correct.
1: Yeah yeah she used to that's how she would wake me up she would turn up all of our radios <laughs> same song it was pretty great so that was my beginnings into music
0: <laughs> yeah well that's that's cool though um and like I feel like that's you know fairly uh unique that uh, your your mother the, the woman of the family was um the one that was like the metalhead
1: yeah. yeah I mean she grew up in Mexico City and like in the 1970s and then has went to parties with Hendrix and stuff and so I think she uh had a bit of a different upbringing than my father of course so she brought that into the family
0: yeah yeah so that's yeah. interesting um so what what uh intrigued you like what kind of uh inspired you to kind of get into music
1: I've always been interested in it uh well I mean to the degree that you can as- as a kid being in choir and drama and whatever um I mean I I had to start taking piano lessons at the age of five (laughs) so it's kind of been a part of my life from I mean inception essentially Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when I met Ethan and Denton I happened to live in a house that had about a quarter acre of land and we started throwing shows and it kind of made and so I I we began curating these wonderful events in a small city in, in Texas. Um, it made me want to pick up an instrument and start playing too. Uh, hmm. Again, so start with drums, and then Ethan wanted to play a band here, and we decided to just start
0: Moon Pussy. Oh, okay. So this is your first band.
1: Uh, no, I mean, no, but it's our. I guess the first, the first band in the sense that you know we i'd never been in a band that did the touring and the the yeah. multiple eps <laughs> so yeah i guess it is Oh, okay. um, it's, it's really cath-
0: like professional like working band
1: yeah yeah right. i guess i mean yeah. it, it's still fun um that that's the whole point of this is to have fun and enjoy ourselves and, and for me it's it's really cathartic and if it's better than yoga well i mean
0: <laughs> it's different than <laughs> it's like yoga medit- but it's good yeah <laughs> it's meditative <laughs> yeah, yeah, equally healthy for you, like for your for your uh, mind and body, I would imagine, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, and hmm. it's just a great release. I mean, the a lot of the things that I research in life now are, are kind of depressing. So it's, <laughs> it's really good to have an outlet to, to kind of.
0: ah Yeah, yeah. Cancer research, huh?
1: But yeah, that and, and a lot of climate mitigation
0: stuff. Oh, in addition. So you do both. Are you a actual doctor or what is your your background? I'm
1: an engineer. Uh, I'm an environmental engineer.
0: Oh, okay. So let's see, you know, you were talking, we were talking about music uh, growing up in the house. Uh, So when, like, you know, uh, for the show specifically, we talk about uh, like a specific record that you can kind of choose and kind of pinpoint as something that was influential to you. When, uh, when did this come around to you uh, being introduced to Fugazi's end hits?
1: that I discovered Fugazi in high school when I was starting to get into punk rock and and a lot of new wave, no wave. Um, And Mm. it it kind of, it's been a a background soundtrack to my life for a long time. Um, Mm. It's not necessarily an album that I listen to every day anymore, but I feel like it was very influential to me and to the music we played based off the ethos of the band as a whole and uh, a lot of the, the music and, uh, lyrics inspired by social justices. And, um, I mean, I feel like that definitely, uh, kind of motivated my lyric writing and, and a lot of the, the weird art, art background stuff that we do with the band.
0: Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cause, uh, like I, um, so I've been listening to your music and, um, and i really like it it's uh, obviously in the noise rock vein which um i will ask you about that as well but um you know as far as like uh like saying that this album and kind of the the uh, politicism behind it like the the messaging the activism uh the activism behind it, it was influential to you Moon Pussy kind of seems like a like a silly band right i mean like you guys like it, the, the lyrics especially for your band are not necessarily in that same vein as as fugazi but you know, no, like you not said, at all. <laughs> yeah, like you said, this the, this band's about just having fun, and mm-hmm. uh, and I can kind of feel that through the music and through the words.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, it it's definitely fun and funny, and I enjoy dad jokes, and it's it's based <laughs> on a lot of silly humor. Yeah. Um, but we also try to 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 sprinkle in um some harder topics and
2: mm-hmm.
1: open it up for discussion. Um, and we also do a lot of you know, shows to to help to benefit nonprofit organizations here. Like, um, I guess not since COVID started, but <laughs> uh before, I guess before the the world kind of came crashing down, uh, we had been doing a lot of, you know, free shows to help benefit the homeless out here and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. in any way trying to relate us to Fugazi directly <laughs> like that, but um there I find them as an inspiration. Um just as a
0: whole. Sure. But- I mean, that's exactly the point. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to, and this goes with everybody I've ever spoken with on the show, you know, based upon, you know, one album in their life, which is, that's a hard enough question as it is. I mean, it's, it's not like that one thing is going to be the the gateway into their this person's whole life. But I, I you know, he, hearing it from you now, I mean, I can see the association, I can kind of see the connection a little bit better. And um, to say that you the new record that you uh, are working on will be out will have out soon, um, it sounds like you're saying it's a departure, so it's a little maybe more heavy, a little bit more uh, geared towards meaning um, than just kind of like you know mindless fun.
1: Right. (laughs) Thank you. You're so eloquent.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm just having a good day, I guess because it's not (laughs) it's not always like this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fantastic.
0: We'll see what else happens. so uh you said high school when, when you t- uh, turned on to this album, what year was that?
1: I don't want to admit that.
0: Oh, no, no. Well, well, so this I album guess, came um, out in 98, right?
1: Uh Yeah, I think so. Yes. So that right. was
0: the year you got turned on to it or like, you know, did you fall like because when you oh, got t- no. turned on to Fugazi, were you turned on to like a different record? Was this or was this the first one?
1: I think it was the first album I listened to was probably it was a waiting room.
0: Oh, okay. uh,
1: so and then it kind of i kind of deep dive from there um
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't know i'm sure that I, I i think probably i heard them on one of those silly compilation albums that you <laughs> that that used to come out like epitaph or whatever um probably not epitaph i'm not sure what they were on but uh yeah, yeah i it just kind of spiraled from there
0: yeah
1: I can't tell yeah. you i don't okay. know
0: yeah, no, that's fine. I was thinking about that <laughs> myself actually earlier and I was just like, I can't remember the the first time I heard Fugazi. Like I like honestly can't think of the moment where somebody kind of gave it to me. I th- so huh. yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's hard to it's hard to say. They kind of have become like this I don't know, this institution in, in our lives, I guess, in a way. Like it's kind of hard to say when they first kinda kinda creeped in.
1: For sure but but they've always kind of been there too huh
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i always go back to it it's always like it's always like a joy to put one of their records on even if it's just like not my favorite one of theirs like um like i didn't know this one very well like i've definitely listened to it in the past and i I definitely uh i've never owned a copy of it but um especially doing research because i have covered frugazi before and um and i mean every album's great i mean they, they don't have a bad album
1: no no, no, and they put so much heart and soul into it, to each one. It's 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 impressive. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then yeah. the 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 integrity behind everything, like the, the everything that they do. Like I was just kind of catching up on the the instrument documentary uh, a little while ago, and it's just like they're just so righteous and 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 like you're just pure.
1: Yeah and the great people. I, uh, at the start of the pandemic, Joe Lally started, uh, offering bass lessons and I took some. And he's just the nicest guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and wow. so humble. It, it's, it's awesome.
0: Right. But, yeah. I've heard that they're all very approachable. Like, uh, you know, essentially, if I mean, anyone that's ever been a fan of uh, anything Discord has put out over the years, if you ever wrote to, you know, Ian, he would probably write you back.
2: Mm hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Good
0: <laughs> <Wild>. people. <laughs> um, so let's see. So this album, uh, this one is not one of their most popular. I guess. Uh, I guess it's kind of like under debate. Uh, you know, critics sometimes kind of overlook this one. Uh, what what was it about this record to you that that you think maybe uh had such an impact on you?
1: Well, that was one of the reasons I picked it. I was having a lot of trouble fake finding an album and I knew that I wanted Fugazi, but I wanted something that maybe wasn't, uh, highly praised. Mm-hmm. Much. Um, but, uh, after I Wikipedia it <laughs> in preparation, mm-hmm. uh, a uh, source of info, but, uh, I, I read that as well and had seen how they had pieced together this album, um, and, Every this is one I think the only album where all of the they all sing in it which is kind of wild um yeah and used a lot of background sampling from bizarre objects um I thought that was pretty neat I mean I don't know if you've seen Ethan's guitar I could probably grab it and show it to you but he uses an onboard theremin (laughs) Um oh, he built okay. builds his own guitars and so that's a lot of the weird screeching sounds that we make in our music and I so see. I wanted to try to relate that in some way I don't know it was
2: mm, okay <laughs> it,
1: um and I don't know I've listened to that album a lot in the past and thought it was something I could actually maybe speak about
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay well um so this album um I would not consider I don't think anyone would consider this record to be noise rock um no. But so what is your experience with noise rock?
1: Other than someone telling us that we are noise rock. Um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that was uh... organic? I mean, that was just completely just the what the way that your band created music. It, there was no intention to be like a noise rock band.
1: No, I mean, like we just put stuff together. And I mean, that what came out was what came out. Right. I don't think any plan I essentially it was just three friends having fun and wanting to to play music together however it ended up we have some some really slow stuff too that I don't think would qualify as noise rock but um it's I I, we kind of ended up on the the no coast circuit because of Jeff and Ethan having been friends for 30 something years
0: Mm. and
1: uh that was Essentially, my introduction uh, getting to meet all these cool people that played all this awesome music that was heavy and, and fast and, and weird. And I mean, that kind of yeah. got me into it. But sure, uh, I guess we've I mean, been listening to stuff for a while. But
0: yeah, so you consider yourself to be a fan of noise rock bands?
1: Sure, yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Yeah. What do you, what oh. do you like? What is your personal opinion on, on what noise rock is?
1: That's a great question. Um it's the stumper. I would
0: it's the stumper is everybody. it a stumper? Well, I mean, everyone has <laughs> has everyone has actually come up with a really great answer and then and, and some of them share, you know, so similar ideas, but uh, some people kind of come up with some pretty amazing idea of like what it means to them because it's uh it's a very specific and, and personal thing, I think.
1: Good call. Um, I think it's like I don't even know if this is the right expression, like left of the aisle approach to to rock and roll music that may not be, I don't know, mainstream uh, music, uh, and that has different elements of of. I mean, it's like it's just a mashup of noise and and rock and roll. I think. I mean, it it, it gets kind of messy and
2: mm-hmm.
1: and rough, and I don't know. It's it, it's sure. It's for the the renegades of people that can't that fit within some defined <laughs> genre. Mm.
0: There you go. See another another perfect insight. Um, I've been hearing, you know, because I've had a, a number of these conversations already. Uh, uh in addition to the kind of disharmony melodically um obviously like a lot of screaming a lot of like uh non-traditional vocals um you get uh you get an element of chaos oh yeah yeah
1: that's definitely a part of it
0: right so i mean and that's that's something that i've never thought about personally uh, when thinking about this genre but um, that kind of gets brought up in one way or another and I could kind of see that you what that's kind of what you were you were right there on the tip of that like saying chaos um, <laughs> but weirdness in general I mean like a lot of a lot of weird just crazy elements kind of combined because that's the beautiful part about um, kind of doing a little bit of this series and talking with some of the bands that are on the bill for No Coast Fest uh, 2022 this year because, um, they're also different. you know, I mean, I've been listening to a good portion of like the bands that are on the bills of all four Nights, and it's uh, it's a pretty wide array..
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jeff is an awesome curator and <laughs> has, I mean, picked out each one of them. I, I I don't know I don't know how he does it, but
0: yeah, no, I mean, he, he I mean, he seems to be encyclopedic. In his uh, in his like, you know, knowledge of bands. And that's actually why I was really intimidated to talk with him because like I've been having these conversations with the bands and trying to get it get into the brains of like these people that make the music. And he also is a musician and has been in these bands. And I was like I was afraid he was gonna be like the weird like kind of like gatekeeper, um, just like really hard to talk to and like just kind of like full of himself because because he knows everything about noise rock, you know and and (laughs) it's absolutely not he's absolutely the most like sweet and like kind person um and just very just i don't know just kind and generous it seems you know i mean obviously doing something like this which is a labor of love and putting a festival like this together with all these bands and then you know bringing all these people together from from around the world now it's uh it's outstanding it's outstanding work
1: i completely agree
0: yeah and you've done it before you've done it twice now right
1: yeah, yeah, we we, we somehow managed to, to slip between the cracks and get ourselves <laughs> in <laughs> each one. Um, yeah, he's a he's a fantastic guy, and going on tour with him is fun too. <laughs> oh,
0: you've been on tour with him? Okay. Mm-hmm. What with uh, white drugs or?
1: Uh, Horries.
0: Horries. Ah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: it was fun. Okay. But uh,
0: <laughs> that that's great. Uh, so, what is your plan to get to No Coast now this year?
1: Driving.
0: Well I mean are you touring or you're going to tour to get <laughs> uh, down there or are you just kind of doing a one off?
1: Uh we're going to play a couple of shows might as well be a one off because I want to we, we want to be there for all 3 days. So um we made it a point to just play a couple shows and then just be there for the rest of it. Um, oh okay. Yeah, so it's more like shows on our way down and that's about it.
0: Oh and then you're just going to hang. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Yeah, my mother's coming.
0: <laughs> really? She's, yeah. she's still a rock and roller
1: no big time she loves mets and <laughs> she's really oh. excited about Tropical the <laughs> it's pretty oh funny. cool
0: that's yeah. great oh that's that's so wonderful I was uh because uh, I was wondering about her because you, you know how you mentioned her and she obviously was an influence on you and or uh, at an early age pre-introducing you to a lot of like kind of crazy rock music um mm-hmm. so uh I think we'll we'll talk about her in a little bit actually we should probably just get a get into this album a little bit Okay, let's do it. All right, so the first song uh, is Break.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, the song, for the most part, has no words. I mean, there's just a very brief, uh, like, one verse thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the music uh, for this song as an introduction to the album is pretty great, and I think it's kind of partially why uh, this record was kind of criticized the way it was when it came out, because it wasn't traditional post-hardcore like Fugazi was known for.
1: Right, right. They kind of went into to, to softer and, and more, I guess, diverse instrumentation I don't know maybe that's not true but
0: <laughs> no I think you're right I think you're right by that at, at least a kind of method like maybe recording methods that seems that they were experimenting with uh with sound and texture in general uh there was a lot of like uh, as I think you had already said it was um like sampling uh a lot of like kind of uh I think they used drum triggers or they used they, they did something with the drums they did uh drum machines right or or yeah they yeah. used drum
1: and then uh, would have would
0: would play drums over it to kind of an organic feel to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and then just like the weird stuff like you know like i was saying about the piano coming in it was just like uh i guess ian is kind of known for for writing on piano a lot but uh has never really used it in the music up until like this point um so that's kind of an interesting thing and i also read that they were recording very quietly you know, so like if you I kept on it kept on coming up in my research that um, the soundtrack for the movie instrument was essentially demos for this album. Now, I mean, that soundtrack came out the year after this album, but um, I did listen to it just to kind of get a an idea, you know, of where where these songs were, kind of where they where they were coming from. And it's true because like they, you know, you would imagine Fugazi as just kind of like recording at 11 the entire time, um, but they didn't, they actually recorded things fairly quietly, and I guess that's kind of where you can kind of start to hear a little bit more of the melodies and stuff in these songs.
1: It's a great point, I wish we did that.
0: <laughs> you can try it next time <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, after this next time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love going to 11. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, and it's fun and it and it's great. I mean, and it suits it suits the genre really. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, and this was, I mean, you're still a fairly young band, fairly new band. I mean, you know, you have uh, two records out with a third on the way, and uh, I mean, it, it seems that you're probably pretty interested in 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 growing, you know, and kind of like developing, uh, evolving as a band.
1: oh well, yeah. I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> I mean, I suppose great. so. It's been
0: yeah i mean i I don't remember <laughs> what it's like to work with people and work in a band anymore for the most part. It's been so long for me but um but yeah i mean i i I think it's natural I think it's natural to to progress into something and to kind of like uh evolve into something different even if it's something you didn't mean to do
1: mm-hmm. um it, yeah there's I'd be no rules or instructions on doing this. it's great
0: <laughs> right yeah, especially, having fun. Yeah. And especially being noise rock, because it seems that, you know, you can get away with a lot of stuff being in a noise rock band.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more experimentation that you can do. (laughs) It's great.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what you end up doing, considering, uh, you know, you want to try to do some new stuff and maybe something like this, you know, writing at a very quiet level and, you know, recording at a quiet level to kind of like see what see what you can do there.
1: We'll see if I can get the guys on board with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's all about experimentation. And obviously, you know, the uh, the guys in your band you're obviously close with and, and you obviously can maintain a relationship and uh you know, uh with any relationship, it's all a, a balance, give and take. For sure. For um, sure. What, one thing I wanted to ask you, which uh I might as well just kind of get it out there because there's no good way to kind of uh talk about it, I don't think, or at least uh not for me. I'm I'm an idiot and I'm really bad sometimes with my words but um you know words are hard (laughs) yeah they sure are uh and and they're touchy you know they they can they can be loaded sometimes Mm -hmm. so but i i really wanted to to speak with you um because you are a woman and i'm curious about what it's like to be a woman in the noise rock scene because i haven't spoken to anyone yet that any any women or people that identify as women in the noise rock scene yet so it's
1: wild I mean I, I'm it's it's cool to play shows and have have women come up to you and say I'm going to start a band it's mm-hmm. that it's the best feeling ever um but as far as being I mean playing festivals and being the only one woman that's playing it's kind of it can be kind of weird but there's a lot of women in noise rock I think um that I guess maybe not not necessarily are are the 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 vocalists but musicians there definitely are a lot of Mm -hmm. women that play noise rock uh I don't know it it, it's it's weird I want I want more women to come out and start screaming about I don't know yeah (laughs) it's it's I I'd like to see more female vocalists coming out and starting bands and I'm excited to to the future and I mean, hopefully, having a larger representation of female vocalists.
0: I mean, women are always underrepresented underrepresented in uh, in music. I feel, um, and I'm just I don't know. I I didn't do too much research about it, as far as was like you know, thinking about every band, uh, and like you know who what are the members. But I mean, you know, I, I'm seeing them. Uh, there's a new member in in Ken Mode, actually. The new member they brought on, uh, Catherine, I believe her name is. And uh, tropical flux Storm obviously is like all women, uh, minus mm-hmm. the, the lead, so that's pretty pretty cool. And I'm uh, really uh, looking forward to, to seeing them play and then possibly even meet them at the show. Um, so I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I, I've you know, I've spoken to other women about you know, but women that were in other um uh genres of music,
1: maybe, maybe I think underrepresented. <laughs> Probably a bit more. I think there were, maybe, just not reaching the heights of of, of fame or, or notoriety that that a lot of other bands have gotten. I don't know.
0: Mm. But
1: I'm trying to think of some.
0: <laughs> trying to think of some some women in, in rock uh, some, that you like.
1: Uh, some, yeah. Uh, I mean, right, X Ray Specs. I mean, that had a female,
0: right? Singer. Yeah
1: that was that was big it meant me thinking about the same time period bikini kill of course
0: yeah yeah that was around then i think yeah hmm. yeah that so was it's, it then. was it was happening um and i i don't know i guess I, I just kind of agree with you that i that it'd be nice to see you know uh, more of a uh feminine role kind of uh represented in in noise rock as well because that's the thing was like i was actually starting to do this show and i was just like i i haven't i haven't met any women yet you know have so you I, thought reached it was... that? I did I have and uh oh. we will be speaking soon uh unfortunately it's just taken a long time to kind of get them get a hold of them gotcha <laughs> yeah it's as you know and it, it, it it's that way sometimes you know some bands are are busy or they're just uh some people don't like to talk some people are a little little uh defensive about the idea of uh you know getting getting personal on a, on a microphone. Um uh,
1: that was difficult for me, honestly. This is a bit of a challenge, yeah but, yeah, you know, well, you're the
0: front person you got you gotta get used to it, <laughs> seriously, I mean, you are the face of the band, you know, and the and the voice of the band, so I mean, like uh don't you do most of the interviews or or how does that work for you?
1: I mean, okay, secret first one by myself ever, so hey, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, so why why is that? I mean, did, did you just feel more comfortable with the with the guys kind of uh, going along with you or?
1: Well, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a we typically always do these things together since it's our band, you know. Um, right. OK. And, and Ethan can talk about music a lot more clearly and succinctly than I can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Corey has a completely different background with the is his interest in hip hop and and more beat driven music. And so they have mm. a lot more a lot of uh, other interesting points to bring to the table. so right,
0: right. okay generally. and that and that's completely fine. I understand that. Um, a leader of the band, like the the front person, the person that's doing the, the vocals is typically what most people will look to as the front person you know in a way i know you play bass as well so it's not like you're just the singer but um you know that 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 carries a certain amount of weight to it so i i like that you're saying that well you're a band and so it's not your band it's it's everybody's band it's everyone in yeah. the group's band
1: we're all the front people <laughs>
0: yeah you all you all like have a a um a equal uh interest in, in the band. I'm talking about this, like I'm talking about real estate. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, but I know what that, I know what you mean. And, and actually that kind of pertains to Fugazi because they as well are like, you know, a unit. It's not like mm-hmm. it's Ian's band. It's not that it's Gee's band. It's, it's all of them. They're all, they all mean like it's not a, it's not that band. It's not Fugazi if it's not all of them.
1: Right. Right.
0: Okay. Sorry. Right. I just like to speak to one person though. It's just a lot easier for me.
1: I mean that makes sense. I think we probably annoy people with all of our answers.
0: Uh, <laughs> it just becomes harder. It's just it's just more difficult to to you know keep to a time frame and and uh, try to incorporate everyone. Try to make sure that nobody's left out. Nobody's like you know everybody gets an opportunity to say something. So
1: fair. That's fair.
0: Uh, well, we can just move on to the next song. I think uh, place position. such good grooves
1: Mm-hmm. i mean you kind of just have to start dancing to it it's a yeah
0: thing. <laughs> have you ever seen them play
1: no never oh,
0: okay. yeah me neither i know bummer
1: uh, right one of the saddest things <laughs> Being I'm, I'm allowed to it. go to shows
0: <laughs> you weren't allowed to go to shows
1: i mean when you're young I, also growing up in the complete opposite part of the united states you know I don't, mm-hmm. i've never been allowed to go see fugazi much less travel to see them but oh okay back then while they're still operating
0: yeah i'm still kind of holding out hope because like everything that i keep on hearing about them is that they are on this just hiatus and like i'm just and like even a an interview with with um, ian and and Guy that i heard recently like they said how like like, they just kind of, like, drop these little, like, Easter eggs have just been like, yeah, well, we still jam. We still, like, play. So it's like, so why not put a record out? Why not, like, <laughs> you know, like, do a show maybe here or there, you know, something. So I'm, I'm like, holding out hope that they are actually going to one day, like, reunite and not, not maybe necessarily do, like, a tour, but, like, at least maybe put a new record out.
1: Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I, I, I can only assume that that they're continuing to play and stuff is because they're friends and they you know they they're doing it for them and i can't mm-hmm. you know
0: even more to... reasons just like well why haven't you guys just done it like why why the hiatus why this like reach this point where like you can't you don't want to continue it's weird
1: yeah i mean they all have their uh, have other projects that they're working on maybe
0: it's but, true yeah you know, but if they're still jamming together it's like
1: just enjoy it. I bet. <laughs> I mean, you're, if you're in Fagazi, you're not going to want to stop.
0: <laughs> I guess I not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. But then, but then at the same time, they they do this indefinite hiatus. So I don't know. I'm just holding out hope. I I think one day maybe they're going to do it, which I would hope be cool. so. I'll hold yeah. out hope with you. <laughs> okay. So uh, this song, Place Position. Um, I was reading uh, reading about this song, like, and so I, I went to one of those. Um, like song meanings websites and then somebody wrote in uh and with their idea of what this song means and what they said was uh where you are or where you're from is purely a matter of chance uh therefore there's no such thing as home and all wars over territory are ridiculous hmm. I, That seems pretty relevant and I think that you know speaking of uh Fugazi's kind of like uh ideology it seems like that works out that's that could be the case for this song um and it brings up an interesting point because um I was just wondering like how how lucky do you feel to be where you are now
1: very ridiculously right I mean how lucky sure. do you
0: <laughs> well I mean I, I I do I do feel very lucky I mean I'm from an, I'm from an immigrant background uh I'm first generation uh United States citizen
1: oh wow okay and I'm the
0: only one like actually even my brothers are are immigrants so that's I,
1: definitely lucky
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so we're, we're we all live here now and we all are uh citizens
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh they are all citizens I and mean, i was born that way but um you know i mean not, not nothing against the country where my parents are from i mean it's a beautiful place and and you know i i, I love to visit but uh I think it's weird that I ended up here in Rhode Island, of all places, uh, of all of the places that we could have ended up. Um, so how, what, how did you end up in, in Colorado?
1: Uh, school. School, mainly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and Ethan, I can't. he decided to go back home, and I decided to go with him. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there. It, I, I definitely feel really lucky to be able to go to the mountains on a weekend if I feel like it and it's beautiful out here it's kind of what motivated me to uh, want to study environmental related things and uh, focus more on, on promoting uh, I guess the, the 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 increased lifespan of our planet um, but yeah I I, I am I don't think I'm a I'm not first generation my father's was born in Brownsville which is where I'm from my mother's Mm -hmm. from Mexico City so um I definitely feel like I grew up with a lot of of awesome tools to to be able to live and be here now and it's awesome um Mm
0: -hmm. oh well so you're so you you have a, a Mexican descent is it
1: uh mm-hmm. huh, and and Spanish, I guess Hispanic, both, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. So I, I don't know. Uh, did you did you feel like that was like a, a a kind of a point of contrition, like growing up, like uh, as a as a kid, and and?
1: I mean, not not really, just because I was in this isolated bubble growing up in a border town, so everyone had similar complexions to me, although I was a oh bit right, yeah, darker. Texas, right? Yeah, and and on the border, but it, that place in general i mean, being run by cartels and having a lot of it's a definitely a very poor uh poor city Mm -hmm. so I was lucky to to be able to you know learn and and grow and move (laughs) right that's I think probably one of the issues with it continuing to be the way that it is um is that a lot of people will leave um Mm -hmm. I don't know um yeah uh listening to this song and reading the lyrics and all origins are accidental you've got no papers and no roads lead home anymore that's pretty that 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 explains a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i think so i mean and and uh that yeah that's a pretty good uh pretty good one i don't actually have the lyrics in front of me right now but uh yeah i think that that's something like that was kind of like what what Pulled that out of me as far as uh, you know, finding what this song means. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, it, one of our songs that we wrote recently called "Ice" was it was kind of a kickback to the how the the U.S. is handling immigration policy, current or at least had been in the past few years. I think it's still going on, mm-hmm. um, and one of the big spots where they are um, holding people and refusing to let them go and um, and one of that biggest ice detention camps is right near my hometown, which is <laughs> really upsetting. So mm. um yeah, so I mean I, I can I can feel that there are definitely some some issues with uh the luxury of being able to be here without um or anywhere really without having to to prove that you deserve to exist
0: Mm -hmm. okay well uh, that's this whole thing is going to actually uh, uh, relay into the next song Uh, recap modotti said that right <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but similar theme actually uh to to the previous song it's like uh so i mean overlooking lyrics i i can't help but to think that this seems to be a typical immigrant story as well or i mean um i mean i don't think that well i guess he maybe is italian huh i think so so i don't know his history though i don't know if like he like what like you know as far as his family's immigration into the United States is concerned. Um, I guess maybe he has some experience with that, but uh, I'm only speculating, I have no idea. Um, but so in the song, <clears throat> uh, a typical immigrant story, someone leaving their home to provide for their family back home only to be deceived by the American dream is essentially the way I I take it.
1: Yeah, that, that's a great uh, synopsis of it.
0: But uh, so considering Recap Modoti, if that's how you pronounce that, is similar to the kind of discussion we just had about place position. I'm just gonna skip that one uh, okay. and move on to the next song, No Surprise. Just face value of this song, uh, being the title, no surprise. Um, was it? Was it no surprise you were asked to join No Coast again this year?
1: I mean, we kind of always essentially begged Jeff to let us. So <laughs> <laughs> no, not really.
0: <laughs> oh, no, so you so you were seeking it out because uh, I mean, like we said before, you already did two years uh, of No Coast.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of just. I mean he asked us this year but it was kind of one of those we've done it every year there's no way we'd miss it either way um, as participants or as 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 showgoers so mm. I'm I'm happy I'm lucky and grateful <laughs> to be able okay. to do it again.
0: Yeah um, all right. Yeah no it's wonderful I mean uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it it's going to be my first year and Ooh. uh, yeah, I, I will be there for the first two days. It seems it looks like we unfortunately have to move on to uh to Austin for the last two days.
1: Okay, I hear that's going to be really fun too.
0: Yeah, um. I, I have no idea what to expect, it's all going to be a massive surprise.
1: <laughs> awesome, well, we'll see you there then.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and meeting your mother, especially. It'll be really it'll be pleasant, <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, um, so. Moving on to the next song, Five Corporations. Uh, fairly evident to be Ian's disdain with corporate greed.
1: That's, uh, hopefully, a lot of people's disdain at this point. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, yeah. uh, I agree with all of this. Um, Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you looking over the lyrics right now?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Good, Good. (laughs) I don't have them.
1: Um, I mean, clusterfuck theory, buy them up and shut them down, then repeat in every town. Every town will be the same. This one's ours, let's take another. Five corporations there's a pattern gentrification i don't know it's it, it just it's kind of what's happening everywhere right
2: yeah and yeah. We're,
1: we're building up all these these crazy condominiums that that will last maybe five ten years before they have to be torn down again or turn into section eight housing which to begin with doesn't make any sense since no one can afford to live anywhere anymore it's 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 weird mm.
0: right, so i agree right. Do you, do you have an an idea of why it's five corporations specifically? I don't. Okay.
1: I mean, I would think it's, I'm I'm sure he has like specifics in mind. Right, Uh, right.
0: But he never comes out and says it. So that's, I just didn't know if like there was a, like, maybe there's a better understanding of why it's specifically five corporations. Because I mean, it could have been two, three, whatever.
1: I don't know. I'm going to have to look up, look this up later. Um, okay.
0: All right. But I mean, so obviously, I mean, like my question was going to be for you and obviously you kind of already answered it, it was, uh, it was like, you know, are you sympathetic to the dissatisfaction of corporations? Yeah. Co- corporate. Greed, all that
1: stuff. <laughs> it's so, so I don't, yeah, we tear it down. <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> I I think that's kind of why we are involved in noise rock music, actually, because uh one of the other questions I, I kind of was coming up with and kind of like hitting a wall uh with with multiple uh multiple guests that I've been speaking with is kind of the idea of noise rock music being kind of uh possibly this new um, this new movement, kind of like what grunge was in the 90s. Because it seems like it's taking off more. It seems like there's, it's a little bit more accessible. It's a little bit more um, readily available. So with accessibility comes the idea: is it's like you know, can a noise rock band actually succeed in crossing over into mainstream?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is DIY to begin with, and and uh, I think that there's. And uh, just even more of a need, and a, 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 I guess a disgruntled uh, feel towards towards how music is being promoted in mainstream uh, avenues. So, mm. yeah, I, I feel like noise rock could be like maybe forming a bit of a, its own little anthem towards towards being more accessible because it is so DIY and so harsh and 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 I don't know.
0: Mm yeah but but then there's that uh, that aspect of like okay well, well what happens with money when like when what happens when money starts becoming involved in the picture and now um i mean you can see uh i've never seen any hard numbers but you know successful bands they make lots of money you know celebrity type you know uh uh top tier bands can make you know they end up becoming millionaires essentially and maybe that has something to do with why fugazi does not Continue making music because that maybe they haven't sold a million records. I mean, I think collectively, I mean, Discord Records has sold millions of records,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which technically would probably make Ian MacKay a successful musician and record label proprietor. Mm-hmm. But that might maybe be why they don't continue doing it because, like, their their trajectory was just kind of always stepping up, right like with every uh, record that they put out and every tour that they went on, they kept on getting bigger and bigger, uh, ultimately having to play bigger venues, ultimately meaning even though they still charge the same price for a ticket, you're still making more money. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what do you do? I mean aside from just giving all the money away to charity every time you play, you know taking the taking like the minimum of what you need in order to live, and to kind of garner a, a livable wage, right? So, I mean, like that—is this the problem? Is this the problem with like even aspiring for mainstream success?
1: I mean, it could be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you would you have a problem with mainstream success if if you were approached with the the major record label? Do you think uh, you'd have to really consider that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I I I think that we'd have to. I I don't think that's within our uh, grand scheme of <laughs> what we want to do with the band either um i, I right. think i don't think that that's gonna ever happen um but yeah but if, it's it, definitely... but if
0: it were i mean because that's a thing is it's like like let's just say that noise rock is um having a renaissance and and you know becoming the new grunge. Mm-hmm. so you remember what happened you know nirvana broke and became huge and all these other bands followed behind them because the record labels were saying, "Oh, we can make a lot of money on Nirvana. Let's sign every Nirvana band we can. you know, everyone right. that's related to them, everyone that they know, everyone that's in their scene. And next thing you knew, everyone had these huge record deals, and we were, were able to to six, you know, essentially make a lot of money and and have this musical career, right? So what if that happens now? What if that happens to, to the noise rock bands that are all like let like, like let's just take all the bands and the bills uh, of No Coast Fest. If all these bands, if one succeeds, let's say Mets, breaks big, you I think know, they like,
1: already have. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they they have, but at the
0: same time, I don't think that they would say that they have. I mean, at least not to the to the extent of like mainstream success. Not to like, not right. like in comparison to to Nirvana,
1: right. Right. Is it
0: possible? Like, that's actually probably my biggest question. And that's probably the band that, that I would love to speak with specifically about that that point, because they they are poised for that, it seems. I mean, they're on Sub Pop. I mean, and Sub Pop is technically a major label now. It's not an independent anymore.
1: Right. Right. I mean, they did probably be better poised to answer this question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I can't wait to ask them.
1: <laughs> than theoreticals. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's up to, to each individual band, of course, to, to, to determine and figure out whether or not they're willing to go through that and, and make that big adjustment in their lives and,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: hopefully keep the, the humility and, and, uh, maintain a, a humble nature. <laughs>
0: like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's hoping, I mean, they're, they're nice guys. I actually have met, uh, Mets, and they are sweet people they're
1: super nice yeah yeah no i have no no ill will yeah they're so cool
0: yeah they've (laughs) they've they've, you know uh earned everything that they get absolutely for sure
1: (laughs) i made them tamales once (laughs) oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah we got to play a show with them and brought them cookies and tamales
0: (laughs) oh man those are that's the best that's the best thing when you're in a band right like people just treating you well
1: yeah well you know good
0: food nice place to sleep that's all you really want
1: that's i'm hoping that that catches on in the u.s i know that in europe or, or, or so i hear it's a big a big thing for touring bands that people will house them and feed them and that's kind of part of it
2: mm.
0: yeah yeah i mean uh it, it happens a little bit here and there i mean it depends um mm-hmm. there's there are some there are people out there that know and that yeah that want to be the person that helps helps out the 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 up-and-coming bands you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right well let's move on uh move on to the next song Acrostic." Mm-hmm. so from what i could gather uh from Actually, just kind of taking the definitions uh, of the words caustic and "acrostic." Uh, caustic meaning sarcastic or biting, and uh, acrostic being a poem written where the first letter of each line spells out a word or words. Oh, yeah, that's
1: what acrostic meant.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a type of poem, I guess. <clears throat> so the names of your songs are pretty funny, which we were talking about before. And uh, but are there any? deeper meanings behind any of them
1: uh not initially uh let let me i don't even remember (laughs) what um i think a lot of them we kind of kept just because we were when forming the songs and we we just came up with random words and decided to keep them on the album even if they had no meaning (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. or didn't actually match up with what the lyrics were um I think like Band Pony being one of them. We just decided to call they call it Band Pony because that was just the the fill in name while we were writing it. Okay. Um but that's also on uh corporate greed.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, so it, it's just a bit different. Um yeah, I don't I, I think we just like funny names um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and kind of with it for that album.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, but the new one you're saying might be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, lyrically meaty?
1: Lyrically meaty, probably a little more intentional. Um,
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. hurt wrist, Ethan broke his wrist, and we call it hurt wrist. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) even though it has nothing to do with the hurt wrist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, C-Riff, Corey Riff, that's one. Um,
0: Oh, okay yeah Oh, there i said yeah, a little a little easter eggs in there
1: yeah i guess you just gotta yeah. get to
0: know the band really well that's all
1: <laughs> that's, that's it
0: yep all right well then um let's move on to uh i was gonna skip closed captioned i was gonna skip floating boy so uh, the other song is foreman's dog This one's weird. Um, my best guess of this one is that it seems to depict at least at least during one verse. Um, the disgust of police brutality, uh, specifically kind of being televised through things like the show Cops.
1: That's a fair assessment.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't figure out the first verse too well, but uh, I imagine it must have something to do with kind of tying into that.
1: It definitely is is kind of a silly representation of 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 the power that police have and and kind of making it seem uh, okay (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. right
1: and it's definitely not as we can see nowadays i mean the whole the the inception of 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 policing in general is kind of ridiculous so Mm. um
0: right
1: yeah i agree
0: right yeah <laughs> and then you have a song like the next one arpeggiator which is an instrumental
1: yeah for sure and that makes sense because it's a lot of arpeggios <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah it's, it's beautiful actually i mm-hmm. i've always loved this song like whenever this song comes on it's always kind of really uh, really gripping for me like i it automatically kind of sticks out and uh and every time i play the guitar i always play an e chord because i'm just like you know making sure it's in tune and mm-hmm. I always find myself trying to play this song because it's it's that's that's all it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That was one of the ones that uh, Joe had suggested we we learn. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: doing. oh that makes sense.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. How many lessons did you take with him?
1: I don't know a summer. A I summer? mean, as long as, a summer. Yeah, you know, when everyone kind of got laid off, I decided to use a lot of these government dollars.
0: <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs>
1: get someone fun to try to teach me something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well what what do you uh what do you think you pulled away from that lesson, those lessons?
1: Uh I ended up getting a tablet box from India, which was uh something that they used in a lot of their in a lot of their songwriting.
0: A and, tablet uh,
1: box? Yeah. Um, it's a tablet
0: box. I it sounds box. Uh,
1: it's it's a a box that kind of that has these different I guess Time structures based off Indian tablas, so um, okay, not four four. It's not, it's just, but it's a rep- repetitive uh, beat, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of creates some really weird timings, and it's it's fun. Um, oh, okay,
0: so a yeah. tabla box is not an instrument.
1: No, I mean it could be. Yeah, you could sample it and use it, um, but it, it's it it kind of creates a rhythm, I guess. Okay. Which is outside of what we typically see in Western music. It's fun. Right. You get one. It's great. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, I'll have to look it up. hmm Um, next song, Guilford Fall. <sighs> This is an interesting one and this is kind of uh, possibly a a touchy one because uh from what i gather this is one of the only one of the only songs i've ever read of theirs uh looking over the lyrics where i feel like the lyrics are fairly obvious and fairly straightforward um so essentially it seems that this song is about someone uh some, someone with anorexic anorexia i mean and it sounds like you know the speaker uh in this case, the singer uh Gee is kind of just pointing that out. it's not really mincing words there.
1: No. No, it's not. I mean, all right, you see your programmatic mind surrenders, appetite, and you crash yourself all over the place. Snake ingest 40 times their body weight, but you you emaciate, you crash your shit all over the place. Now open your mouth.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it ends. It's just yeah. you just Like can I just imagine ghee with like this like massive spoon just like fucking ready to shove it in their mouth? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, like I mean, initially I was thinking you seem satisfied with the little received. Like there's a lot of 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 third world countries where you don't get enough food, but you know some of these are the happiest civilizations on the planet. You know, and they're Mm. just happy little. but yeah, then you go further down to the song. <laughs> it definitely speaks at her. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I mean, it's definitely uh, pretty straightforward there.
0: Hmm. I mean, you know, I guess as a as a musician, as a writer, you know, you just kind of write whatever you think about. You know, whatever is on your mind. And if you know somebody that is suffering with, from that uh, that disease, mm-hmm. maybe this is the way you express yourself about it
1: for sure that's i mean that's where these things come from right
0: right right i know that you were talking about the new album and being kind of a little bit more um deliberate with your your words is there is there anything that kind of struck you that maybe was a little uncommon uh musically for you to tackle on the new record
1: i don't think so no, not nothing I mean, we we kind of dealt we're getting slower, but um we've always kind of had we right did go slow sometimes, so i don't I don't know. Hmm. I don't think I can answer that really.
0: <laughs> so it's like I the feel think- of the music is is a little bit more progressive in the sense where like, you know, you're willing to change it up and kind of instead of just blaring everything out at eleven and kind of like having this this very noisy sense, you can uh, you're trying to maybe work with a little bit more melody and kind of even tempo hmm what yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay for
1: sure <laughs> all
0: right well that's good that's cool i mean looking forward to, to hearing it in that case <laughs> um so all i have in closing is that um i have found this uh this blurb from uh, punkinews.org uh that says that uh, n hits was an album that didn't get the appreciation that it deserved it really did belong up there with what were what were considered fugazi's classic albums they touched upon some really weird and cool experimentation and really pushed their sound in some songs while others were so some awesome and hard hitting hardcore anthems. It's even arguable that it is one of the best records to come out of the late nineties. So now we've already been talking about you and you, that you already have a new record. Um, But so I was kind of curious. Do you think about the direction that you'll head or are you, or do you wait for the creative process to show you the path?
1: I think it's the latter. Yeah. I, don't think we, I mean, again, it's, it's, we're having fun and we're just trying to push ourselves a little more every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's about as far ahead thinking that we go. I mean, it's not, as long as we're enjoying it, um, what comes out is, is from our interactions and, and just enjoying playing music together so it's not we don't really have a trajectory
0: <laughs> right right and so now you're not even really thinking but I know that like with us speaking about this tonight and specifically kind of speaking about this record we've kind of tackled some ideas that maybe it seemed like we're we're foreign to you as far as it's like oh well like oh maybe we can do something like that you know with with our music you know it's just like it's, do you think that you will think about that more now or or just still just take it wherever it comes from?
1: I mean, for sure. Uh, I think that all of our interactions daily affect uh, what we create and the output that happens, you know? Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'll bring it up. But maybe we don't have to turn up to 11. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it sure so. is fun when you do.
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs>
0: I think- uh, but um, so now... uh, you only have one show between uh, Now and No Coast?
1: Yeah, we've actually been actively trying to avoid playing shows um, so that we could focus more on writing. Okay. And when
0: is that show happening?
1: Uh, Leading up to No Coast, I believe we're playing OKC uh, on the 26th, I might be wrong. I'm not okay. the calendar person. I just go where I'm just when I'm summoned. Uh,
0: <laughs> you just you're just there to enjoy the ride. It yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I hear that.
1: <laughs> so, okay. uh, yeah, uh, it will be on our in our on our website, I'm sure, at some point, and that's probably where I'll get the info as well.
0: <laughs> okay, but so yeah, so one day before No Coast, and then you'll be at No Coast, just enjoying all the all the acts along with everybody else and uh playing on saturday right
1: sunday we're playing sunday, sunday. Mm-hmm. oh
0: that's right you're on sunday okay
1: with uh chat pile and ken mode and yep the bands i'm so excited just in general
0: yeah. i'm just happy that's to great. be here <laughs> no so. i know it's, uh, it sounds great i mean i'm really looking forward to it. so I'm, I'm very excited and um when you are there uh are you going to be we're gonna have any merch available
1: mm-hmm. yeah we have a couple new things. I, I'm gonna try to have another cookbook available, and I'm, yeah, pretty cookbook? excited about that. Oh yeah, that's one of our weird <laughs> side merch things that we ran. We decided I to make. I a, haven't
0: seen it. I look in your look in your band up. I haven't seen anything about the cookbook. Huh?
1: Yes, it's a little another Easter egg. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to bring you one too.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. What what is it like? Focus on.
1: Uh, I mean, I have a lot of my grandmother's recipes, my mother's recipes, uh, different oh. family recipes that from all of us, as well as interesting tips on guitar building and pedal board building, and it, it just—it's everything. Jokes.
0: Uh, oh, okay, cool. So, well, that sounds great.
1: DIY cookbook thing. Um, yeah, so we we definitely have merch. Hopefully, we'll have that as well. Um, sure albums, whatever. The, right. the youth As well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, because I just want, you know, I want to be able to pick one up from you. Um, yeah. I saw that that new one, that uh, that's I mean, the self-titled one looks really great. Is that a clear vinyl, is it?
1: I think it's mil- milky clear, it's yeah. Or, yeah, yeah
0: whitish, OK. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, yeah, I won't, I won't let it.
1: OK, I'll make sure. <laughs> I think we have, like, maybe 12 left.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: well. Um, so yeah, you'll, you'll get one. <laughs>
0: All right, if you, sell, if, you sell, if you sell if you sell them all, then by all means sell them all, but I, I, I'll try to grab one from you while, while we're there.
1: Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. And uh, you'll meet my mom. It'll be fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds super great. Uh, I, I'd, love, I'd love to meet her. I'd love to say hi.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'd love to meet you too. I, uh, Likewise. hope to see you there on, on Thursday, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so, more than likely. Okay. <laughs> is it starting Thursday? Then is it starting Friday. Yeah, it's
0: four days this year.
1: Okay, yeah, then then Thursday. See, I'm all turned around. I don't know. I live at night. It, <laughs> my days like are halfway between one day and then the other. next the right. So it's <laughs> kind of <Okay>. weird.
0: <laughs> I, I hear you. All right, that's fine. Either way, if you're even if you're just there on Friday, I'll I'll be there for Friday on Friday for sure. Friday and Saturday.
1: Sweet, and you can meet re- meet the the rest of the guy, Corey and Ethan. Um, yes,
0: yes, by all means, please please introduce me. Well, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: Likewise. Thanks for being up late.
0: Vinyl and Vision is a Psychic production. Game song written and performed by Jeff Robbins of 123 Gastronom.